Welcome to this month's special series, Exploring Heart Health, on ReachMD XM157. Could a common heart defect called patent foramen ovale, found in 25% of the population, be linked to migraine headaches? You are listening to ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. Welcome to a ReachMD special series, Exploring Heart Health. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, Professor of Surgery at Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Ted Feldman, Professor of Medicine at Northwestern University Medical School and Director of the Cardiac Catheterization Laboratory and Interventional Cardiology Chair at Evanston Northwestern Healthcare. Dr. Feldman is also the co-author of Percutaneous Coronary Intervention Guideline and a past president of the Society of Cardiovascular Angiography and Interventions. Welcome, Dr. Feldman. Great to be with you. Today we are discussing patent foramen ovale closure and its possible link to migraines. Dr. Feldman, you were discussing the ESCAPE clinical trial that you are involved with. Is ESCAPE an acronym? Yes, it translates to effect of septal closure of atrial PFO on events of migraine. So who do you decide goes into the study? The screening process is fairly rigorous and is performed mostly by my neurology colleagues here at Evanston. And how do they decide who goes in? We need to see people with classic migraine who have failed therapy with conventional migraine drug treatment. The definition of failed therapy includes a review of medical records and a fairly extensive evaluation. And, of course, the spectrum of presentation of migraine is very broad, so the definitions of classical migraine require a fair amount of work to see whether the patient fits or not. And what happens when you do have patients that fit? The next step is a echocardiogram with a bubble study to see if they have a PFO. What exactly is a bubble study? A uh, simple venous access is obtained, and while you're looking at the heart with the ultrasound, agitated saline is injected on the venous side. And when you agitate saline, you create micro-bubbles. These appear as very bright echo signals on a typical echocardiogram. And ordinarily, with a venous injection, the bubbles would go to the right atrium, and then eventually to the lungs and would never appear in the arterial circulation. So when you inject bubbles in an arm vein, if you see them cross the atrial septum and appear in the left atrium, there is clearly a PFO. And what's your next step? At that point, we can start a headache diary to establish a baseline for number of headaches per month in a patient. And after a one-month headache diary, they are then randomized in the trial. When you speak about the randomization, do you know which one will get the procedure? No, this is done it's a, by computer. So our study coordinators use a, a system that's part of the trial at the time of completion of the headache diary. And I have no idea how the patient will be treated until the envelope is opened. What if the patient tells you that they'd really like to get this treatment? The answer is very simple, and that is that we would really like to give everybody the treatment, but that's not the way it works with FDA. So at this point, it is clearly investigational. Unequivocally investigational. And I think establishing the placebo response rate in comparison to the treatment group response rate is a really critical part of finding out if this works well enough to justify an invasive therapy 
for migraine. Am I correct in that the placebo group does get a catheterization as if they were getting the procedure itself? They do. They have a right heart catheterization with use of a sizing balloon to measure the PFO, and this accomplishes two things. One is that it blinds the patient to their therapy, and the second one is that it characterizes the PFO in all the patients in the study so we actually know who we're treating. Now, when these patients have this procedure, this is done under local anesthesia or sedation or general? This is done under local anesthesia with heavy sedation. Is this a difficult procedure? From a technical standpoint, it is not. As with all of these intracardiac procedures, to say it's not difficult assumes that the operator is experienced and knows how to make all of the various intra-procedure judgments. But on the positive sides of this, it is all by venous access. No artery is punctured, which is much, much better from the complication standpoint. And the devices are comparatively simple. If you are just joining us, you are listening to a special series exploring heart health on the Clinician's Roundtable on ReachMD XM157. I am your host, Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, professor of surgery at the Chicago Medical School, and with me today is Dr. Ted Feldman, director of the Cardiac Catheterization Laboratory and Interventional Cardiology Chair at Evanston Northwestern Healthcare. We are discussing patent foramen ovale closure and its possible link to migraines. Dr. Feldman, since this is a blinded study, do you have any comments as to what you think the success rate is? Well, certainly we have a lot of experience with PFO closure in stroke patients who also have migraine. And that's where we've seen some striking relief of migraine that has led to this randomized investigation into migraine as a standalone problem. And when you say striking, just how significant is that? Well, you know, the World Health Organization ranks migraine as the third most debilitating disease in the world after Alzheimer's disease and malaria. When you treat a patient and have their migraines go away completely, you have the most grateful, appreciative possible patient. And the impact of PFO closure on the lives of those patients that we've seen results in are really dramatic. How long has the ESCAPE clinical trial been being done? The trial's been running for about six or eight months. The enrollment rate is very slow because the screening process is very difficult. So these trials are going to take some time to complete. Has there been any preliminary results, or are you not allowed to discuss them? Well, we can say what we wish, but because it's a blinded trial, there will be no results until the trial is completed. Well, what are your thoughts? Do you think that this will prove to be successful? Deep in my heart, I am tremendously enthusiastic. Uh, The results we've seen in our non-trial patients, again, who've been treated for stroke or divers or various other uh, problems who incidentally have migraine, have, have really been dramatic. In patients who have had these strokes and have had migraine headaches and they seem to go away, do they go away completely or are just improved? We see a spectrum, and certainly we've seen patients in whom there has unequivocally been a cure, where they had migraines previously and uh, after treatment, none at all. And also some patients in whom there's been a, a clear change in the frequency or duration without a complete resolution. Have there been any other relationships between migraine headaches and shunts between either the left or right atrium or even the left and right ventricle? 
The other place where there are clearly some patients who have migraine are with pulmonary arteriovenous malformations, which from a physiologic standpoint create the same situation as the PFO. Could you explain that in in a simple fashion, please? The right and left atria are the two conjoined chambers with PFO. In a patient with a pulmonary arteriovenous malformation, instead of the connection being directly between the left atrium and the right atrium, the connection is between the pulmonary circulation and the left atrium. So the lung tissue is short-circuited by an arterial and venous connection in the lungs. And have migraines been in this group of patients as well? We've seen a few patients with these pulmonary vascular lesions who have had their migraines cured with coil embolization of the arteriovenous malformation. Now, how long will this escape study go on for? I think the rate of enrollment is unpredictable. We see with all studies, as they begin, a slow rate of accrual. And then as we gain some experience with the trial, and as we have opportunities like this to talk about the trial publicly, we see enrollment pick up. So I wish I could make a prediction, but it just wouldn't be realistic at this point. When we talk about the actual procedure to close the patent frame in Ovali, is this something that has complications to it? Procedure and complications always go together. Fortunately, the major complication rate for PFO closure procedures in general is very low. The most frequent complication is the potential for vascular injury and transfusion, which of course rarely has permanent sequelae. Five to eight percent of the patients will have transient atrial arrhythmias as the devices generate inflammation during the healing process inside of the heart. That's also transient. And then uh, there are some other very infrequent but more serious complications, such as thrombus formation on the devices. Again, very rare, but obviously worrisome. And during the procedure, if there is a technical error, it's possible for the devices to embolize into the circulation. Has that happened at all? It has happened. It hasn't happened in the escape trial, to my knowledge, but with the broad experience with these devices, it has Almost all of those instances these days are manageable with catheter retrieval of the devices. Are these patients who have the patent frame and ovale closures required to be on some sort of anticoagulation? Depending on the device, they are treated with aspirin and clopidogrel for a few months. And that's it. There is no requirement for Coumadin. Do all of the researchers across the country share your optimism? in terms of this being related, the PFOs and the migraines? Well, that's a very well-put question. I would say that the cardiologists have tremendous enthusiasm. Every investigative site has both cardiology and neurology investigators, and I think the neurologists are a little more skeptical. Why is that? Uh, I guess it's their nature. (laughs) And finally, looking in your crystal ball, Five to ten years down the line, what would you say we will be doing for migraine headaches and PFOs? I think that this is like helicobacter is for ulcer disease. Mm -hmm. You know, if you would have said to people a decade or whatever, two decades ago, that ulcer surgery was going to go away because you could treat ulcers with antibiotics, they would have thought you were crazy. I think we are 
on a path that may be that dramatic. And we will see better devices than we have now, less intrusive devices with complication rates that are in the fractions of a percent that I think will make this a therapy of choice for a large portion of the migraine population in the future. I want to thank Dr. Ted Feldman, who has been our guest. We have been discussing PFO closure and its possible link to migraines. I'm Dr. Mark Nolan-Hill, and you have been listening to a special series exploring heart health on ReachMD XM157, the channel for medical professionals. To comment or listen to our full library of podcasts, visit us at ReachMD.com. Register with promo code RADIO and receive six months free streaming for your home or office. Thank you for listening. Thank you for listening to this month's special series, Exploring Heart Health, on ReachMD XM 157, the channel for medical professionals.